Good morning. It is 9.07, and uh, we're going to talk about uh, some uh, parents who didn't want their baby who was ill to get a transfusion from anybody who's been vaccinated. It's actually gone to court. It's not in this country, but it's an interesting uh, question about uh, just how far you'll go. But before we get to that, and we'll do it probably in the next 20 minutes, I have a question. I I listened uh, to uh, fellow talk show host Brandon Rathard, who uh, hosts uh, our program uh, in uh, Central Missouri, the, the morning show. And he's a terrific talk show host. He had a guest on yesterday. He was talking about Roy Blunt, who is, um, you know, out at the end of this term. He's He's got about a month to go, and he's he's going to be gone. Uh, and uh, the gentleman, and I don't, I don't want to cast any aspersions. I'm not going to point to anybody. I was going to play the interview. I've got it uh, saved here, but uh, I don't want to. Um, I don't want to uh, it, it make anybody look bad. That's not the point here. But I do have a question. This this gentleman was talking about how great Roy Blunt is and what a huge pair of shoes he has. Uh, to fill and, uh, you know, what great things Roy Blunt has done. Uh, and essentially, anybody who doesn't appreciate or or think uh, that Roy Blunt is uh, less than a great senator uh, is sadly mistaken. And I look at Roy Blunt's history, uh, including his most recent votes, and I am not impressed. I mean, I am really <laughs> not impressed. Uh, my view of, of uh, Senator Blunt is completely different. And apparently there's a mixed bag, so I am curious. Um, I, I kind of thought universally the only reason Blunt got in was because it was the lesser of two evils. We don't vote for Blunt, we get the Democrat. So I want to ask you a question. Uh, this is just a, a, a kind of a, a, a quick survey sort of thing. Rate Roy Blunt as a senator on a scale of 1 to 10. 1 being horrible uh, and 10 being absolutely fabulous. 1 is horrible, 10 is fabulous. Rate him on that scale. 874-9390-800-529-5572. Senator Roy Blunt. Great senator, terrific senator, did everything well or did most things well. And I don't expect... I really, I don't expect anybody to vote exactly the way I would vote. I think we all take that into consideration. I think we all recognize that. Everybody is different. They have slightly different views, one way or the other. But on a scale of 1 to 10, rate Roy Blunt. One, he is, you know, he's, he's in because the opposition was a Democrat. Ten, he's in because I like the way this guy votes. 874-9390, toll-free numbers 800-529-5572. You can also get me at GaryNolan.com. You can send me a message, and it'll pop up right here in the studio. So uh, let's go with that, and uh, I'm just, you know what I need, Brian? I need to get my pad here off the table. Yeah, because I do, I want to keep score on this. I am... Truly interested in. I know I, I know I brought this tablet in the studio for a reason because I had some. There we go. 
All right. I don't know. All right. Not all right. Jesus, how much of this did I... Okay, now I got it. Uh, I'm, it, it, I, I'm, I'm sort of stunned. Sort of stunned by this uh, gentleman's uh, faith in uh, Roy Blunt. So I'll kick it off with Roger. Roger, welcome. Glad to have you on the Gary Nolan Show. On a scale of 1 to 10, Roy Blunt. A very weak three. I don't like a lot of his recent votes. Uh, I'm also very dismayed at his name on huge letters on the sign of the side of the multi-million dollar building that they're putting up down next to the university hospital. He's taken our tax money to build that, and then he gets the credit for it, and I don't think that's right. All right, I put you down at a three. I, I don't. I didn't make room for minus three, but I put it on the three. All right, Roger. Thank you. Glad to have you on the Gary Nolan Show. Uh, Adam, welcome. Glad to have you on the Gary Nolan Show. How are you? I'm great, Gary. How you doing this morning, my friend? I am doing well. On a scale of one to ten, Roy Blunt. One being, oh my God, I would have voted for anybody else if they had their hat in the ring. Ten being during wow. during the Trump years, I would give him probably a six or seven. Pre-Trump, post-Trump, I'd give him probably a negative three like the last gentleman. Uh, he voted for every spending bill, all the money. Uh, he voted with the turtle, Mitch McConnell, and the swamp on everything. And for Scott Fawn to come out and drool over him is disgraceful. Uh, you heard this. All right. Adam, thank you for the call. Glad to have you on the Gary Nolan Show. Brian, welcome. Glad to have you on the Gary Nolan Show. One to ten. Rate him. Two is a number two. He's the rhino's rhino. Number two. I, you know, I kind of had a feeling that this is the way it would be. I don't, I don't understand how anybody could be that enamored with this guy. All right. Brian, thank you for the call. Glad to have you on the Gary Nolan Show. Uh, David, 1 to 10. Uh, negative 3 like the others. I mean, the guy's a rhino, uh, and he got in because nobody wanted the Democrat. That's it. All right. All right. I appreciate it. David, thank you. Glad to have you on the Gary Nolan Show. Uh, we will take all of your calls. Uh, this is just, it's, it's kind of a lightning survey, so you don't have to worry that it will eat up your call for the day. Uh, and we'll get all the calls in uh, that I can in the next few minutes. Rick, welcome. Glad to have you on the Gary Nolan Show. How are you? Good, thank you. Uh, as the great country singer Bobby Bear wrote, since there are no zeros, I'll give him a one. Horrible, horrible spender of money. Uh, brought us into trillions and trillions of dollars of unpayable debt. Um, but what people don't understand, when he's doing this for Missouri, it's being done for every state nationwide. That's the trillions and trillions. Horrible, horrible man he is. All right, Rick, thank you. Uh, you, you gave him a one, is that right? Yes. All right, thank you. Glad to have you on the Gary Nolan Show. Let me uh, go through some of the uh, Gary Nolan uh, pages. Um, Dwayne gives him a one. Uh, Bryant, uh, let's see. Uh, he doesn't give me a number. Uh, let me go to Keith. He's giving him a two. Mark, uh, he's giving him a three. Lawrence, uh, what is this? Roy of three. I mean, these are not stellar marks. 
Uh, one, and my hubby gives him a two, says Carol. So it's a one and a two. I don't have anything over three, Brian. That's not a good sign. Uh, Lawrence gives him a three. Wow. All right, I'm going to go through this list of calls here, and then I'm going to uh, I'm going to call it. I'm going to uh, stop this. But I I just I wondered if I was the Lone Ranger here, if I was, you know, the only one that uh, thought he was not a particularly effective conservative. Carol, welcome. Glad to have you on the Gary Nolan Show. One to ten, Roy Blunt. Hi, Gary. Can you vote in fractions? <laughs> no. <laughs> I don't. You can't. No. Can you vote in negatives? Because <laughs> I'd rather give him a, a negative uh, one. All right, so uh, I'm going to put you down in the one column. Because that's uh, the... Okay, the, he's a turncoat, he's a traitor. And it de- depends on what part of America you vote. you got to get over in the swamp. He's the greatest thing since sliced bread. Right over here where the average Joes and Janes live, um, you're getting what you're already seeing. All so. right. Thanks, Carol. Thanks. Glad to have you on the Gary Nolan Show. We got to wrap this up. We can't do this all morning, but I was—I just—I got. I was like, am I alone in this, Terry? Where do you stand? I thought he was a five when I was uh, younger, and when his career was newer. Uh, but he's turned into a solid one at best. That's not. See, uh, I don't know. I'm hoping for better things in the future, Terry. Thank you for the call. Glad to have you on the Gary Nolan Show. This does not count as your call of the day. It's merely a, a lightning survey. Steve, 1 to 10. Probably a 3. But the other thing he's done really good job as is all of his family members are lobbyists in the D.C. area. His wife and his son, and I think there's some other family members that are lobbyists. Yeah, politics is a career instead of yeah. a sacrifice. Thanks, Steve. Uh, Lynn, give me your number. I'd say 4. And I was absolutely thrilled to hear that I wasn't the only one who thought the interview with Scott was off base. <sighs> All right. So <laughs> we got we got one vote for a five, and I know who it is, and I'm sort of surprised. All right. Lynn, thank you. Glad to have you on the Gary Nolan Show. It's Christmas. He's feeling generous. It's Christmas, and he was feeling generous, <laughs> so we gave him a five. <laughs> yes. That doesn't help, Tone. Uh, Jim, welcome. Glad to have you on the Gary Nolan Show. Uh, quick, uh, one to ten. Uh, a very high one. A very high <laughs> one. Uh, I, I uh, actually wrote to him and asked him to resign. Wow. In the past. In the past two years. Because of some of his votes. Disappointing. All right, Jim, thank you. Glad to have you on the Gary Nolan Show. We're wrapping it up right now. We're going to do a couple more calls and stop. Ralph, one to ten. Zero. Uh, there, no, it's got to be a one. I, I'm going to put you down. Okay, one. one. Hey, one listen, means... I heard last. I heard on the news last night he's going to vote with some more Democrats and, and some more rhinos. They want to make these illegals legal before they uh, the time runs out. They're they're planning on doing this. I think I heard it on Tucker last night. So right. this guy, I've been down here four years, and uh, he gets his picture in the paper for every little thing he can do. Right? But uh, he hasn't done anything that I'm proud of. So thank you. All right, Ralph, thank you. Steve, second last call. Three. A three. Yeah, and this guy also said Oz wasn't a doctor. And he's a heart doctor. Yeah, he is a doctor. All yeah, right. First, uh, I don't Steve, know what he's talking about. Steve, thank you. 
Glad to have you on the Gary Nolan Show. Last call is Christina. Good morning. Good morning. You're giving them a two. Up for us. All right, that's that's a pretty good feel for me uh, on where he really stood with uh, the people of Missouri. Thank you, Christina. Thank you. Have a good day. You too. Glad to have you on the Gary Nolan Show. So, in in a matter of um, just a couple of minutes, we have. One five, and the guy said he was feeling generous because it was Christmas. One four, mostly threes, uh, almost as many ones as threes, and uh, about four twos. So on a scale of one to ten, he scores a solid three on average. All right. Now I don't, Brian, I don't feel like I'm the only one. I know. (laughs) I was thinking the same thing. It was like. Are they talking about a different guy on here? Yeah. I heard that interview. It's like, wait. No, I, I, I really, really dislike his votes. I'm not saying I dislike Roy Blunt. I just dislike his votes. I think he's on the wrong side of history. Uh, there's another, <laughs> another two vote that just came in. Uh, there's another two vote that just came in. Another two vote. I guess he's uh, scoring a, a one. Uh, let's see, Missouri for two years, not impressed. I'd give him a five, but would not vote for him in a primary. All right, that's it. We've got to move on. I, I just wanted to make sure that I wasn't all alone. Uh, would you allow a transfusion for your infant if you knew the people who donated the blood had been vaccinated with the chi- for the China flu? We'll talk about that next on the Gary Nolan Show. Zimmer Radio Network. I'm still getting votes on Ron Roy Blunt. He's got an, another one. And then I got this one from Roger. Awesome Senator, a 10. Hope Mitt picks him as a running mate in 24. <laughs> oh, Lord. All right. It is 24 minutes after the hour. Glad to have you with us. Uh, glad to be with you. This is actually happening in New Zealand, and believe it or not, it's going to court in New Zealand. Uh, They are going to decide, or have decided, I guess this is a a couple, has a gravely ill infant. And they don't want this infant to be given blood from donors who have been vaccinated against COVID-19. Weighing it against a request by health services to be given temporary guardianship, while the four-month-old boy has urgently needed surgery. So the parents are saying, make sure that the blood comes from someone who has not had the vaccine. We don't want that. And the courts are saying, well, we're just going to take over your child, uh, and uh, that will be, uh, you know, then we'll make the decision ourselves. I'm pretty sure none of us would would want to see that happen in this country. Though, (laughs) under the right conditions, with enough progressives, it very well might. But would you make that choice? Would you say no? No blood from anybody who's been vaccinated. And by the way, I'm rather surprised that there aren't people lining up going, I'll donate blood for that child. I've not been vaccinated. If that if that happened in uh, in in Colombia, I would do that. I would 
I would gather people who have not been vaccinated and say, you know, let's let's go donate. But with the effects of this vaccine on young people, if I were a parent, I wouldn't want that blood either. Uh, 874-9390-800-529-5572. You know, it, it wouldn't... It wouldn't be worth the risk. The baby needs surgery, uh, could survive the surgery and die from the blood. I feel sorry for these parents. And I'm and I'm sad that the government could have that kind of authority. The case has sparked significant interest in a country divided over the government's response to the coronavirus pandemic. No decision was made at Tuesday's hearing in the high court in Auckland with the pre, uh, presiding judge reserving his decision, even as he acknowledged the urgency of the case. Um, imagine that it's your child, and they're, they're going to say, you know what, if, if you don't agree, in the end, we're going we're gonna to make the choice. We're going to take this kid. They, uh, they don't want blood from donors who have been vaccinated with the COVID-19 uh, flu uh, virus or uh, va- vaccine, the COVID-19 vaccine, weighing it against a request by the health services to be given temporary guardianship. I, and that's really terrifying that the state would come in and take this child. You don't do what we want you to do with your child. We're going to take your child. And we're going to make the decision. Wow. That's ugly. That would never happen here. Much. (laughs) Well, you know what? We've trained people. You know, the the whole China uh, flu thing, uh, the government recognized that we would, you know, we'd bend over. We would do what they wanted us to do. We would take a knee. We closed our businesses. We wore our masks. uh, we, We changed Everything gave them all the power. And now they recognize that we'll do this. Do you know that there are some who want to use this same technique of having the government shut things down to eliminate CO2? Yeah. They realize now that you'll do what they tell you. You will comply and besides, we're in the middle of a climate emergency, so yes. you just stay home because, you know, why don't you spread that carbon around out there? Yeah, you know, if you're out there driving around, you're, you're making the, the, the globe warmer. And, and we demonstrated our willingness to cave. Uh, I, the health department in Columbia, Missouri should be completely disbanded. I don't know if they're doing it in Jeff and, and uh, down at the lake or, or down in Springfield, but the Columbia Department of Health should be completely disbanded. They have made more incredibly wrong decisions since I've been in town than any uh, than I could possibly imagine possible. Really, I mean, really wrong-headed decisions, including pushing the face masks and shutting the business. It was just insane. These people were. Absolutely insane. All right, up against the clock. We got to take a quick break. We're going to come right back and talk to you about Nano. 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 This is the Gary Nolan Show. 
Good morning. It is 9.35. In a few seconds, nana, 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 well, uh, you, you, you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> we'll play that yeah, for you. <laughs> but first, on a serious note, every one of you listening to me now who has served in the United States military, a reminder of what the U.S. military, frankly, does, uh, is the anniversary of December 7th. That's, the, of course, the attack here, uh, on uh, Pearl Harbor. So to every one of you who have served, whether, you know, we liked where the mil government sent you or not, you served your country. Uh, you did what you thought was right. You signed on the dotted line, backed up under the flag, and gave your country your life. And I appreciate it. And I thank every one of you. Quite the sacrifice. I wonder... I wonder how many people would do it today. I, it's such a small percentage of people that, that would do that. Um, so thank you all. In the meantime, your hard-earned money is being used to underwrite what should be a very profitable enterprise without government money. And of course, the government always takes a bow when they do this kind of thing. And President Biden was... In Arizona, no, no, he wasn't near the border. No, <laughs> yeah, it's close no. enough. No, 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 he didn't want to get anywhere near the. He, he does not want a photograph so of him. He was he had binoculars, so really, you know, he could see the border from where he was. He, he, he would need the Hubble telescope from where he was <laughs> to see the border. But what he did not want is a photograph of him uh, with all of those uh, uh, people streaming across the border. So he stayed up in Phoenix. Uh, in the meantime, uh, the reason he was there was to use your tax dollars to underwrite a seemingly very profitable enterprise without your tax dollars. Uh, and then he explained exactly what they were doing. And today, TSMC has announced a second major investment. We'll construct a second fab here in Phoenix to build chips, the three nano chips, the three nano chip. Chips and a three nano, and you know what I'm saying. <laughs> nano, no, no, I don't know. Oh, yeah, boy, he is a—he is completely <laughs> aware. Articulate, isn't he? Oh man, he is so Reagan-esque. You know, they used to say that—that that, uh, uh, what's his name, uh, the, the uh, Obamunist, uh, was Reagan-esque. Doesn't compare to this guy. <laughs> I mean, just listen to those words. As they flow off his tongue, nano, nano, nano three nano. There was, well, he could star on Happy Days. You know, yes, nano, nano. Well, that was well, yeah, that's right. Uh, he's Mork. Yes, from Mork. That's correct. Yes, we have we've somebody beamed him down here, <laughs> and I wish they would beam him back. <laughs> Unbelievable. Eight seven four ninety three ninety. 800-529-5572. Uh, if you want in, uh, you can also send me a message at GaryNolan.com. Semiconductor manufacturers don't need more subsidies. They need less government. Fixing federal permitting rules, easing immigration policies would help companies like the Taiwan Semiconductor Manufacturing Company, which are interested in building more plants in America. President Biden... He's out there. We just played the audio. Um, 
tout what uh, the White House sees as proof that it's solving global worries at high-tech supply chains with expensive subsidies in new industrial policy. In Reality Rights Reason magazine, semiconductor manufacturers don't need more government handouts. They need less government getting in the way. Biden's trip to Arizona marks the first piece of equipment being installed within the massive facility that the Taiwan Semiconductor Manufacturing Company is building near Phoenix. The president will use the occasion to once again tout the passage of the CHIPS Act, which Congress passed. Did Blunt sign the CHIPS Act, Brian? Yeah. Uh, from the White House perspective, the bill is literally responsible for the existence of tech manufacturing jobs in the United States. He's going to continue to talk about the Chips and Science Act, uh, said uh, Karine Jean-Pierre. Um, that ignores the fact that uh, this company's plans for a new manufacturing plant in Arizona predate the Chips Act by more than two years. There is no indication that this company or other semiconductor companies are in need of handouts from taxpayers. Despite the pandemic-induced supply chain issue that caused headaches uh, throughout the economy, all indications are that demand for semiconductors continue to boom and the industry is doing just fine. This just irritates the snot out of me. They're taking credit for what should have happened without your money, without raising the, increasing the debt. And there are people out there who, who buy into this, who think this is great. Everybody who gets a job at that plant is going to say, wow, thank God the federal government stepped in. When in fact they'd have had the same job and lower taxes and less debt for the country if the government had just kept its nose out of it. The Commerce Department, in a letter last month, uh, the company said that the uh, real barrier to expanding high-tech manufacturing in the United States is, quote, the comparative cost to build and operate facilities here versus Taiwan and other countries. Specifically, the letter pointed to federal regulatory requirements that have slowed construction and added unexpected costs. This was in the Wall Street Journal. The government is the problem. It, you know, I, I, I keep repeating this quote from the late, great Harry Brown. The government breaks your leg and then comes in and offers you a crutch and says, aren't I, aren't I great? The government, exceeding its constitutional authority, writes rules and regulations that make it virtually impossible to build a new plant. That's breaking your leg. And then they show up with a great big check so that you can cover the costs, those increased costs. And they say, well, aren't I just great? Look at me help you. Unbelievable. Um, there is uh, apparently uh, renewable energy as another one of those areas the government wants to come in and use your money to subsidize. Uh, it's another sector of the economy, writes Reason Magazine. The Biden administration is working to heavily subsidize a taxpayer expense. It's similarly hamstrung by permitting requirements and expensive regulations. Despite those problems, this chip company is coming to America 
uh, to expand. And it has been. Could have done it without raising the national debt. I don't know about you, but that sort of thing just makes me crazy. It really does. Uh, 874-9390. Toll-free number 800-529-5572. Commonly misused phrases that make you sound unprofessional. Uh, we'll have a little fun with that next. On the Gary Nolan Show, the Zimmer Radio Network. All right, we uh, we did not talk about the race in Georgia, and we really have to hit on that. Uh, and I will do that right at about 10.05. Uh, it is not a surprise. Uh, I don't want to ever be in a position to predict elections again because I got so bamboozled this last time, and I admit it. Uh, I was sure that the Republicans were doing the right thing. By the way, we will also talk uh, in the next uh, half an hour or so about what the Republicans need to do in order to really turn this around. Uh, because they really should have been able to this time around. I'll, I'll tell you what, where I perceive their mistakes. But uh, in the meantime, in the last couple of minutes of this hour, I want to get the, go through this kind of fun because there are things that people say all the time that, well, they get wrong. Um, and, and I'm not talking about content-wise. I'm talking about a misused phrase uh, that... People do this all the time. Uh, for instance, have you heard anybody say, for all intensive purposes? I have, yes. Uh, but uh, that's not what it is. It's no. for all intents and purposes. Intensive indicates something is powerful. Uh, something is focused. Uh, an intensive purpose, uh, you're simply indicating that you you know, you know got one thing on your mind and you're focused on it. Then there's the... I could care less. <laughs> I knew that was coming. Yeah. No, it's not I could care less. Uh, that's the exact opposite of what you should be saying, which is I could not care less. I couldn't care less. And it's all, I hear this all the time. Uh, I could care less. Um, it, it is it complete, you know, it just it turns it right around. Uh, one in the same. One in the same. It should be one and the same. Uh, when you and a friend are discussing two different instances that you realize happened with the same person, you're discussing one and the same person. It's hard to determine what one in the same thing might mean. Uh, but that's uh, very frequently uh, screwed up. So uh, just a few of the, uh, you know, and then there's on accident. Something happened on accident. No, it happened by accident. Uh, this happened by accident. Uh, is is uh, not on accident. Okay, so that's just a few of the things that uh, people sometimes screw up uh, inadvertently. And we thought we would highlight those. Uh, 874-9390, toll-free 800-529-5572. By the way, if you want to get on an airplane... The Real ID Act, which should never have been passed, and Missouri should never have signed on to. Uh, they have extended the deadline by two years if you did not get that Real ID compliant driver's license. See, and, and I argued this right from the get-go. I said that states should simply hold out 
and not offer it, offer this. The, the federal government should not be nationalizing your driver's license. That's, uh, that's, um, it, and it, by the way, and it hasn't solved any, any crimes. It hasn't, it hasn't located any terrorists or done anything significant, uh, significantly to, to uh, increase your safety. It's simply giving your information it, uh, essentially to everybody that's, uh, including uh, some non-governmental entities. My argument a few years ago was if the states don't comply, and they didn't, a lot of state, a couple of states at least held out, including Missouri, if they don't comply, then on a date certain, suddenly millions of Americans won't be able to get on airplanes or get into federal buildings or any of those things. And that would just cripple the legislation. The government would have to do what it's doing right now. And this is proof. Because many of you did not get your real ID driver's license, and they don't want to be responsible for you not being able to get on an airplane. They've simply moved it back by a couple of years. We should never have complied to that. It, it should never have happened. Uh, and, it, and, you know, I was talking to Kurt Schaefer about those driver's license pictures and how they... Uh, they can pick your face out of a crowd. They're apparently uh, facial recognition uh, compliant. They could pick your face out of a crowd at a football stadium. It can be that good, that accurate. Uh, unless, of course, you're a minority. Uh, if you've got dark skin, uh, then apparently it doesn't work as well. The Department of Homeland Security has extended the deadline for travelers to have the real ID by two years. Starting on May 7, 2025, every traveler 18 years old or older is going to need a real ID to go through security checkpoints for domestic air travel. Uh, they said uh, they extended the deadline. It's necessary due to lasting impacts of COVID-19. We should have just held out. We should have simply held out and protected. In fact, the whole thing would have come apart if we had just stood our ground. Let's suppose hypothetically that Kroger had a vegan worker with strong ethical beliefs about animal welfare. We're talking with, uh, we're listening to uh, Senator Tom Cotton, uh, Kroger and Albertson's grocery store merger. Um, if she requested to work outside, say, the butcher department and instead in the produce department, would Kroger accommodate that request? Thank, thank you, Senator, for the question. And it's one of the nice things about uh, uh, one of our retail stores. There's many different areas, and we routinely have people uh, transferring between departments. Uh, some of that is just personal interest. Uh, some of that is uh, to grow in their own personal career. And if you look at our store directors, 70% of our store directors started out as an hourly associate. So it's easy to accommodate somebody, um, and that accommodation is really uh, based on uh, their own desires and their own interests. Would you make such accommodations based on their Christian beliefs as well? Uh, we would not get involved in terms of uh, religious uh, beliefs. Okay, the reason I ask is that you recently agreed to pay $180,000 to settle a religious discrimination case in Conway, Arkansas. 
In that case, two Kroger employees, Brenda Lawson, age 72, and Trudy Rickard, age 57, uh, declined the uh, directive to begin wearing a new store apron with a multicolored heart symbol on it. They, like many other of your employees, felt uncomfortable with the new aprons because they thought the heart resembled a gay pride symbol. Rather than make accommodations, Kroger fired these two employees. One employee simply asked to cover the symbol with a name tag, but Kroger refused even that reasonable accommodation. Are you aware of these terminations, Mr. McMullen? Uh, Senator, I am, I am not. This was not a private lawsuit either by two disgruntled employees, Mr. Mullen. This was brought by the EEOC. So are you not aware when your company is sued for religious discrimination by the United States government? Uh, no, sir, I am not. Not always. Well, I'm disappointed by that. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. Well, we'll move them around. We'll accommodate them. We'll... Uh, but, uh, you know, if it's a religious belief, well, we no. Especially if it, you know, promotes a, an agenda that we're in favor of. What a bunch of hypocrites. What a bunch of phonies. Did you listen uh, to the uh, later part of that when he asked him about uh, the policy regarding uh, calling people's ma'am and sir? And they apparently have a policy regarding that. that yeah, that they don't want you to say that. It's kind of insensitive. Like, are yeah. you kidding me? Stop it. Please stop it. It's insane. I wanted to get to that, but we're not going to have time. We're up against the clock, but we'll we'll get to the rest of that Tom Cotton thing. Um, it, it, yeah, it, it's it's just so stupid what people are, what these corporations are doing. I don't understand why they don't stand their ground and, and rely on science instead of emotion. But anyway... Um, the the uh, the race in Georgia is over. The Democrats now have a one seat advantage uh, that, well, frankly, is going to make things much easier for Chuck Schumer. Um, he doesn't have to worry so much that one of his wayward senators might decide to stand up for the Constitution instead of socialism. Uh, it does give him some advantages. And we'll, we'll talk about that. And also, uh, we'll talk about what the Republicans need to do in the future to win. Because there are some really easy-to-understand paths they can go down that will make a difference in the next election. You're listening to The Gary Nolan Show on the Zimmer Radio Network. This is The Gary Nolan Show 